welcome back to Polylithic. I'm your host, Trevor A. Stevens, and I have with me a friend, one of my best friends and my brother, Julian Ben, and we are going to talk about a whole nother topic, which is titled, this is the question that we have right now, what's the danger of people culturally bound together expecting everyone to be just the same? It's a lot to unpack here, but we're going to jump in. First, how you doing, brother? You Okay. I'm cooling. I'm uh, I'm enjoying Baltimore, Maryland. They say we're supposed to get some snow. That's what? That sounds bad. Yeah, like they, they, like it's a possibility we can get some snow tomorrow. Man, it's April, bro. The world's up with that. Global warming, <laughs> sin. You know, just just to keep it 100 percent churchy with you. You know, they, <laughs> the, the elements being melted with a fervent heat. I don't. <laughs> Wall unto those who give suck in those days and yada yada. Uh, Jesus is coming back soon. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, man. So, so, so about this particular topic, man. I mean, what? How do you? What? 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 What do you think about when when it comes to this? Like, so the um people who are culturally like pretty much are having a people that are culturally bound together that absolutely tell people that they cannot stray away from the way people in their culture is supposed to act. What's wrong with that? And what's also safety in that? You know, because, because it has to be something about it that, it that it keeps it keeps happening generationally. But then there also has to be something wrong where it's maybe stunning people generationally. So talk to me, brother, what you got? I like sweet baby Ray's <laughs> hot, barbecue sauce i, I like it I, I can't knock that that, 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 that is a great um sauce yes, it's gl- it's gluten-free um it's smoky it's got the right amount of thickness it's better than craft it don't got a whole bunch of like extra chemicals and stuff in it it's just got cane sugar and liquid smoke and tomato puree and so it's just it's just a really good sauce you know what i'm saying yeah you know what that's not good on that sauce is not good on. Th- th- this is something straight from Baltimore. They only do it in Baltimore. <laughs> uh, Old Bay ice cream. It's not good on Old Bay ice cream. <laughs> you know what else is not good on? Gaping wombs. Gaping. <laughs> you don't want to put sweet baby rays. You don't want to pour that into a gaping wound that you got from rebar. You don't want to do that. It's it's not gonna. You'll die. You'll die. You'll die of sepsis. It's not. It's not gonna. It's not yeah, gonna work. It's not gonna work. But you know, sweet baby Ray's goes good on ribs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It goes really good on Korean style ribs. You mm. know what I'm talking about? Oh yes, sir. Some good, them good beef ribs. You know what oh, I'm yes, talking sir. about? It yes, goes sir. really good on those. You know what also goes on? Like for you vegetarians out there, because I I I I'm down with the plant based diet too. It goes good on some some roasted bean curd, some some mm. tofu. It goes good on that. It goes good on some roasted vegetables, like some grilled mm. asparagus, grilled corn. Oh yeah! Instead of doing Mexican grilled uh, corn on a cob, you can do barbecue grill on a cob. Mm. Just brush it with a little sweet baby rice. Goes good on that. You know what I'm saying? For your life. And so, <laughs> I say all that to say is that uniform culture and expecting people to hold a standard. In the right context and in the right situation and for the right purpose is useful. In the military, though this is changing for a lot of reasons, but in terms of having soldiers in uniform, not talking about the Mm -hmm. outfit, but in terms of Mm -hmm. being able to march Mm 
mm-hmm. in the same pattern, being able mm-hmm. to follow orders without question. Don't get me wrong, I'm not, not talking about the morality of having an evil commander or an evil yeah, president yeah, or yeah, whatever, but yeah, being yeah. able to execute an operation with precision and to get mm-hmm. it done. Mm-hmm. Um, having uniform in that situation is not only is it appropriate, it's advantageous. If everybody has their own idea as to how the siege is supposed to go or how the defendant, it's going to be chaos. Everyone's going to die. Civilians are going to die needlessly. It's just, Mm -hmm. you're doing more harm than good. Everybody doing their own thing willy nilly. Uh, In an anthill, there, you know, there are ants that have different functions within the hill, but for the most part, they are moving in concert with one another. Yep. There's a culture and there's a command set by the queen, pheromones, all that stuff, and they get it done. And so in that sense, having a culture of everybody playing their role, whatever their hierarchy case, whatever, and and making the society work, making the the task that we're trying to accomplish work, building a building, um, sieging an enemy line, Mm -hmm. uniform culture works great for tasks or accomplishing specific goals. Mm -hmm. But for that to be the person's identity down to their toenail crust for all eternities for which a person cannot deviate from that in human beings, that can be problematic because then it, it stifles growth. Yes. It's, it, 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 it stifles the ability to adapt to changes in the environment. Yeah. Um, and it stifles the manifold, if we're going to get churchy about it, the manifold wisdom and creativity of God in a human being as they're developing. Um, because God might call you to do something weird. John the Baptist. Yes. Jesus said, Yeshua said, Yeshua Mashiach said, yeah, that among men that have come through the womb, none is greater than John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's the last of the Old Testament prophets. Facts. Yeshua Mashiach said that. And that dude ate grasshoppers and stuck his hand inside of beehives in the desert. <laughs> And he wore stinky camel hair. You ever hung out with a camel? Those Camels things are filthy. They okay. stink. They yeah. stink. They, they stink, stink like so they bad. bad. And they man. bite and yeah. they kick and yeah. they spit. They're horrible, yeah. horrible foul creatures. So he's running around <laughs> well, probably like a, 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 a Ted Bundy beard, you know what I'm saying? Smelling yeah. like camel filthy. Poop, you know, yeah. eating honey. And so they didn't, they probably didn't have like really good, like unless they were doing the chew stick, you know what I'm saying? Unless they had a chew stick. He's eating honey and, and, you know, grasshoppers. So uh, his teeth were probably rocked mm. up. Mm-hmm. Honey, the sugar, his teeth were probably rocked up real yep. bad. Yep. His, his breath was probably bad. Some of those molars <laughs> were probably like kind of crunchy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> his eyebrows were probably thicker than mine. For those who can't see, I got super. Make it, make it, make it plain. Make you know it plain, saying? brother. <laughs> like he was probably looking like. Think of the craziest looking meth head that you've ever seen. And, you know, that person's made a name of God. I'm not disparaging people who are addicted to substances, but just think of the person that comes to your mind. Oh, excuse me. I hit the mic. Think of the craziest looking thing that comes to your mind when you think about a human being that looks strung out, addicted to something, has bad breath, rotten teeth, but he's telling you the way to get to God. Pick that. Like, um... John the Baptist probably would have sounded like an old man in the park talking to pigeons and shaking his fists at clouds yes. with, bad, with bad breath. You, you, you feel what I'm saying? No, nah, I'm, I'm with was, you. He was, he, was I'm, not, I'm, he was not conforming to what? I, I'm, I'm trekking with you. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, we, 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 we good. Yeah. He did not yeah. conform to the standard, but it said that before he was born, yes. while he was still in Elizabeth's womb, yeah. He was filled with the Holy Ghost from birth. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. when when Mary was 
pontificating. Let me get let me get a little church in when she was pontificating <laughs> on the greatness of God when she went to go see he her was elder cousin. He was flipping, yeah. he was doing flips in the womb because the Holy Ghost was in him and making him leap around up in there, doing extra kicks and karate chops and stuff like that. He was excited. <laughs> he was excited when his cousin, the Lord, was coming up in Mary's womb. Yeah. up in there while they were having a conversation and Mary was just exalting the Lord and just talking about how good he was and what he had done for and that he that he would show favor to her mm-hmm. that you know what I'm saying so but John the Baptist was a weirdo he yeah. was a weirdo he didn't conform to anybody's standard he was weird not to everybody all. who looked at him and yep. so a monolithic culture is not going to be able to accept that new thing that's coming in their presence that's going to be able to bring them life mm. Mm. you 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 as uh as as uh I believe your mother-in-law told you because it always it stuck to me. You was uh y'all y'all were having some some challenges, little dough challenges and stuff like that. And your mother-in-law wanted to slip you slip you some change to help you on your way. And you know you was being a little little resistant to that help, but she was like, "Son, don't block your blessing." So that that stuck with me for all those years and stuff like that. When something new is being offered to you by the Lord, you know you it's going to look different than what you expected to look yeah. like. But yeah. you can't block your blessing by trying to look the same as everybody else. Man, brother, you over here messing me up, okay? Uh, <laughs> in a good way. To get a little churchy on you right yeah, now. No, no, but 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 you know, everything that you said has I mean, it's 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 right. So process a lot of the resistance that we even saw our Lord and Savior get from his own people because they were so stringent and wanted to be monolithic. They 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 said to themselves about this Jesus, that he was so different that it was better to murder him than to allow him to do the ministry. And, and what's crazy is that you go read the scriptures, people were like, he's fine. Like there were people in their culture, like, no, he hasn't said anything that would, they're like, no, this dude is a threat to all of us. He's a threat to the way that we live because they were so used to living a particular type of way. Um, we have a word in a lot of Christian circles that usually does deal with monolithic behaviors called legalism. Um, legalism pretty much wants everybody to marry to this one particular idea, this one particular way, this one particular thing, and it cannot deviate from this thing. And the dangers of that, like, like my brother was just saying, is that when newness comes, it is so strange and dangerous to what has been put before. Um, the people that it will likely be expelled with violence or with vitriol. And the danger of that in a culture, you think about people being raised like this, where they don't even have the ability to take in disagreement and learn from it. They don't have the ability to listen to other people and their cultures and the ways that they deal with things. And they cannot see that their way is not the only way. Uh, I always use this example whenever I talk about this. Is uh, when 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 the uh, you know missionaries went to the Isle of Samoa, and um, Isle of Samoa is like it's high humidity, high temperatures. You know, in the middle of the water, literally in the Pacific. I mean, like on the equator for the most part. It's freaking hot. Okay, and these missionaries went there. And they were preaching Jesus, but that for some reason, they divorced the fact that these people have been in their own culture for thousands of years. They found a way to live and, and what to be able to thrive in the way that they live, meaning a lot of people at that time were scantily clad. 
Um, so they did not have, you know, like clothes and stuff like that on. They were probably mostly butt naked, which honestly, dealing with the heat in the South, it wouldn't have shocked me if we actually developed that culture. <laughs> but, but, but we didn't. But but they did. They were like, look, man, straw or nothing. OK, because because we, we ain't dealing with this heat. They came there. This is not their land. OK, the missionaries came there, got offended by this. And dress all these people in their clothes after they accepted Lord Jesus as their Lord. Now, and this is what confused them. They, they, they then took advantage of them because they wanted them to look just like them. That's dangerous. Oh, my. Oh, my. That's, that's dangerous. The church would say. Not yeah. amen, but oh, my. Oh, my. There's a danger in this. You know, like, like how, how, how badly you damage people. I, I, I bring one a little bit close to home. Let's talk about church, black church. OK, in black churches, um, it is somewhere almost blasphemous to show up in like regular clothes at church. <laughs> Jeans and a T-shirt in a church in a church will get you get people cutting the eye at you and, and they've they been wanting to throw you behind out the building. How dare you disrespect the Lord with your dress? That's one of the things I thank God for in white church. Yeah, yeah, they, they, <laughs> because, they really, yeah, they, they, they'll have a, a landscaper just come right from out the field and just come and sit down. You know, I, I went to I went to Easter Sunday in a hoodie today, a hoodie, <laughs> a hoodie, jeans and white sneakers. My wife complimented me on on, on my on, on my swag today. That's what I'm talking about. I, I, to, I told a very good friend just and I, 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 I ain't gonna hold you. But I, I, I told a very good friend yesterday because we met for coffee in the morning. I said, look, if I can't lead from a hoodie, I'm not where I need to be in life yet. <laughs> and it was, it's interesting because like you, you deal with a lot of old traditions and a lot of old traditions um especially in the black uh ados uh, which is african descendants of slavery um culture um are dealing with you know a lot of traditions that stem from you know being slave descended so you look at the reason why a lot of african americans dress so well for church is because it was a point of distinction for a black person to show up in their Sunday best. You know, that, that, that there's culture behind those two words because all week long from Monday to Saturday, black people were working. So they did not get to dress fancy at all. Church was the only place where black people could actually dress in a particular type of way where it was, where it was more elaborate, colorful, um, you know, more, more, you know, fancy in a sense. So that culture warped into, oh, this is always right. So this is the only way to show up to church uh, over like maybe close to a hundred years of, of culture, you know, dealing with multiple people. So then it became who comes in their Sunday's best and then picking at people who don't come in their Sunday's best and shunning people, you know, like that like who don't come to church in certain things or, um, you know, like, oh, maybe their clothes are in designer or, or so then, and then all of a sudden this they're they're outcast, you know, um, pastors being buying five to thousand dollar suits for no reason other than to wear it once, wasting funds that could go to the kingdom. You, you know, Ooh, like, child. yeah, like, like, like shoes that are like three to four hundred dollars that literally could have gone to feeding children. The, um, you know, so 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 I'm just I'm just keeping it playing. This is like my heart. Um, when I speak this, because I, I severely do not like suits. <laughs> I do think they're a waste of money. Um, you know, they're, they're cool every once in a while, but 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 I really don't I really don't think that we are justified in spending the amount of money 
on that one thing that's probably going to be on our decaying bodies for just a little bit. And then and then it sit in a closet for another couple of years. You're like, oh, I remember when I wore that. You know, so so that that culture, you know, where we have put the dress over the worship, and then the dress becomes worship. Hmm. It's dangerous. Oh because, 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 because then we equate how a person dresses as an outward or in an inward indication on how they worship, which is also dangerous. You know what I'm saying? So, so like, like that, that particular thinking where you think that a person has to be this way only and you cannot deviate. And if you do deviate, you're not a part of us. It's very, very dangerous for us. You know, so like I said, and like I said, this is not, this is not so formed that it hasn't happened in scripture. This has happened in scripture. Think about, think about Babylon with King Nebuchadnezzar. King Nebuchadnezzar had the uh, had um Azariah on uh, Azariah on uh, Hananiah Mishael. I don't call them by their by their slave names. <laughs> uh, I, I hear I hear you preaching, Minister. Continue. Yeah, just yeah, just just, just on, my, on my ADOS, man. I like I know their original names. I'm gonna call them by their original names. The, um, you know, because if I knew my original name, I'd take it. I'm like no, that's my name. The um, so 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 they were pretty much told that if they do not bow, that they would be thrown into a furnace. And they would be burned up because they did not conform to the way that everybody else was worshiping. And they refused and they, they refused. They trusted the Lord in the midst of that. And the Lord delivered them out of the flame where even the smoke wouldn't get on their clothes. And I think that when you when you deal with that from a perspective of being a polylith, being polylithic, you see there's merit in having somebody do things differently because you will be challenged. Um, I'm going to say this right here real quick. Um, and I know that this name is going to be controversial to people, but I actually do enjoy this man's work. Jordan B. Peterson um, said something that, that just blew my mind away when he was having a conversation with a person. He said, when you open your mouth to have conversation, you risk being offensive. And, and I was like, wait a minute. And, and then I thought about it. I was like, he's not, he's not lying. Every time you open up your mouth, you risk offending somebody. So what is to say that when you're in this monolithic culture, you can't even think. You're so bound in trying to be something like everybody else that you're not even allowed to think like yourself. It's dangerous. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's dangerous. I mean, like we've seen in the cultures, you know, like, like it, it's, it's a... It is we've seen it in foreign cultures and ones also in domestically. We've seen what has happened to people who are told to only live this particular way in this particular fashion. We've been called to the freest faith you could ever be in. <laughs> this is what the Lord is like telling you. I don't care where you came from. Believe. Yeah. Literally. He's like, like I don't need you to act like no Jew. I didn't ask you to act like you were rich and you want to get 55 suits every week to impress people and change the way that you speak. Like one particular pastor, last name is Franklin. You can look that up. Um, that's where we get the gods and stuff like that from. Yeah, I'm going there. Um, so, so, so yeah, like, 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 going like, there, apparently. Yeah, I'm just, just, just like, we're going there. So, so, so that, that particular style, even the preaching styles, you know, like where people all have to sound the same. 
they all have to uh, have to whoop and holler and, and and it's like that's not always the same like that's not coming down on it i'm saying but that's not it it's not the only style freedom is what the lord has called us to be he wants you to be yourself but also be with him so when you take away yourself are you really free and who is yourself who is that, yourself yeah you, that that's that's part of the journey as well because absolutely the, the yourself at 18 is probably not going to be the same your the same yourself at 37 absolutely um you gotta you gotta be where you're at when you're at mm-hmm. be, before the lord and be able to be honest about that and um you know be able to represent him in collaboration with him to represent him as best you can in that moment and to, and to be able to show off what god is doing to you in that moment Yep. Um, that's that's really that's really what it comes down to. Like I said, like when when homogeneity works really really good when we're trying to accomplish a really specific task. Yeah, like keeping a, a keeping a, a historical record, mm-hmm. building an army and conquering an enemy, mm-hmm. building a com- building a company, mm-hmm. stuff stuff like that. Like it's it's really good for it's it's very very useful for accomplishing a task. How about coding a program? Like you, you have to stay in the language that you're using and, and obey the rules that are for that in order for the program to work like it should. Yeah. Like there's there's a time and place for uniformity, for um, homogeneity and obeying a set structure. But when that thing becomes the definition of your identity, yeah, especially over and above what God has, not only what who he's calling you to be, but also what he's called you to do. Absolutely. Um, and, and especially, which is like loving him more than, everything else to the point to where it looks like hate by comparison for everything else you love. And then, and then in that same breath through the strength of that love, loving your neighbor and who is, who is your neighbor, whoever you choose is your neighbor. Mm -hmm. Who, who, who is your neighbor? Mm -hmm. Whoever your neighbor is, that's who your neighbor is. Um, You can't follow that and do that the way that you're supposed to, if you're trying to follow some other kind of script, Besides the one that Yah has given you to be able to accomplish, mm-hmm. there's there's just no way, you, and you got to be able to be flexible, especially if you if you're in a multicultural setting. In the nation that we live in in 2022, this mm-hmm. is uh, uh, Ados folks are 13% of the population. We've been 13% of the population for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this mm-hmm. is this is white colonist supremacist acculturation is the norm here mm-hmm, in, its, mm-hmm. in its various forms and so um if 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 you ain't from if you ain't from that you coming from a different perspective you, it's 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 good to know whose house you in yep whose norms you operating under it's mm-hmm. good to, it's good to understand that stuff well whose house has been stolen that you that is being occupied but um it's good to know that but also to be authentically where god brought you from like if if you if you happen to work with multiple identities or multiple overlapping um, identity intersections in your life, husband, parent, father, employee, minister, whatever whatever it looks like mm-hmm. for you, mechanic, whatever, yep. um, you need to understand where those lanes are. But that that unique combination of identities and tasks and stuff that God has given you is going to be able to speak to the body in a unique way that nobody else can. And that, that, that that's regular. Yeah. And that not everybody is going to be uh, a usher yeah. or a pastor yeah. or an elder yeah. or a deacon 
mm-hmm. or someone who's going to be standing on the stage and being rec- being recognized. The vast majority of the body of Christ is made up of people who are working one or more jobs. Yep. Um, and are, do not are not paid through the ministry in any kind of way, mm-hmm. and, and will never set foot on the stage except to maybe wipe it or to move it over to the side or something like that. Yep. You won't be a public figure. You you are everybody. Mm-hmm. And um and being being ordinary in that sense, and so. You, it, it just because you ordinary, just because you're not famous, just because you're not rich doesn't mean that you don't have something valuable to add. And your unique mixture of of identity and experience is what God has given you as a gift to you, but also to everyone around you. And you need to be able to lean into that and embrace that and learn what you learn your story, learn what God has done to you, how he's writing your story and how to be able to leverage that and walk in that in collaboration. Man. Yeah. And saying so, I'm in full agreement, you know, so. You um you think of I like what you said a little bit earlier um because I think about communities and the day and like like the beauty of having community but also the 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 tension of making sure that the community understands that there are multiple voices inside of it. Um, to get money, it's very easy to make a monolithic statement about a community. To get hatred, it's very easy to make a monolithic statement about a community. Um, let's, let's take the, um, let's take, uh, the black community and, um, you know, the LGBTQ community and, um, then also the, um, the Trump community, just, just, just give you three completely different communities, right? There may not be a person, there may be a person in the, in the Trump community that really does love the Lord, but just agrees with homeboy on a few things. Now, then you, then what happens is that people say, oh, you know, that dude's a, that dude's a, you know, a derelict of, <laughs> you know, that person doesn't love the Lord, but then you don't really know that person. You know, like, have you ever really sat down and have a conversation with that person to understand where they're coming from? The same with the LGBTQ member, you know, like you may get some folk that like absolutely out of their depth and then you have some people that just understand but they just want to be seen then you have people in the black community that some of them literally just want rage and some of them are really not really interested in that they want to figure out what it means to be black and in america but do it in their own different way to say to override those voices with the with the strongest voice in the community to me is far more damaging in the long run for that community. And people can argue with me all they want, but, but like that doesn't, the, 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 sometimes the end doesn't justify the means um, when it comes to human lives and, and people being able to come together and be heard. You know, one of the most, one of the most wonderful feelings I think that uh, every human would love to, to enjoy is to have a conversation with somebody and then be understood. Am I lying? No, I mean, everybody, people want to know and they want to know others and they also want to be fully known. Yeah. I mean, that's just, and we were, we were actually, according to the scriptures, we were created for that exact purpose to know and to be known. Um, And then that's also one of the closing statements of the Bible as well, is that we will, we will know him as we have been known by him. As we have been known by him. Yeah. And and so it's, it's that kind of, it's like we were designed specifically for that purpose to, to fully know and to be fully known. Mm -hmm. So it's a natural human impulse, even in, even in a, again, to get churchy in our sinful, broken nature, um, to be stretching for that and to want that. And so being able to facilitate spaces for people to be able to be heard and seen, even if they're crackpots to you, Mm -hmm. the 
human beings were made in the image of God. Not every everyone's an image bearer. Not everyone is a name bearer. Not everybody bears the name. Yeah. Everybody was made the in image, the image. Yeah. And so as a result of that, I think that there's some some unconditional dignity that should be given to everyone, some unconditional respect, Absolutely. And some un, un, unconditional courtesy and patience and service that is, is due people, mm-hmm. um, anybody. Like you, you can give Hitler a cold cup of water. It's, it's possible to do that. So a lot of people, Hitler's the worst person that's ever existed. I am not pro-fascism. Uh, yeah. I'm not pro-fascism. Yeah. I ain't, I'm not trying but to big up. I'm not I, I, to big think, up. I, think, I think people need to read more history. <laughs> I'm, 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 not, I'm, not, I'm not saying yeah. that I'm for Auschwitz or any of that stuff. I, like, I'm not saying that I'm anti-Semitic. Yeah, not at all. What I'm saying is that you can take the whoever the worst person in human history is to you. Even if that person has done unspeakable, unconscionable acts. Because that person is in the image of God, not saying that that person is a name bearer, not saying that that yeah. person is walking in God's purpose and is therefore going to enjoy their relationship with Jesus in the eternal state, not saying that. I'm just saying that because this person was made to mirror God, even though they are doing a terrible job at it, like we all are, yep. because that person is made to image God, you can give that person a cold cup of water if they're dying of thirst. Yeah. You can. And if you really love God, like you say you do, and love your neighbor as yourself like you post to. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying that you won't pass the buck to somebody else, but it should at least cross your mind that that's something that you can do for your enemy. Yeah. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? That yep. it should, um, I know that there's all kind of complexities actually hey, following through with that. Uh, you, you, you spit the, the scriptures, bro. This, the, this, dude, this the, scripture, the, dude, bro. the dude might take that cup of water, get better, and go murder your whole family. I am not advocating for for you to move without wisdom. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. Just talking about the basic human-to-human thing. You should be able to consider your enemy a human being and therefore offer him the love of Christ, even if he means all harm to you and everyone you love. Yeah. If you are, in fact, a Christian, that, that should be where your perspective is is with that and if you're not there yet you should be trying to get there yeah you should be asking god to get you there so that you can do that you should take a little grinch heart (laughs) (laughs) my my little grinch heart because mine is three sizes too small um our little grinch hearts so that they can grow to the size that is bursting um and it just sees god so fully even in even in those that hate us even in those that hate him because that's how he saw us while we were yet enemies yeah. While we were enemies, our hated enemies. Look, look, we brought, we lynched him. Yeah. We lynched him. Yeah. And, yeah. and this is coming from a black man. We lynched him. We brought, yeah. we trumped up, no pun intended, false charges yeah. against him. Yeah. We li- we lied on the homie. Yep. We released somebody who was a murderer and a government overthrower. Yeah. On purpose so that we could make the charges stick. Yeah. We would rather have a terrorist who's going to yeah. be bombing us in our neighborhood than to have somebody who only healed us, yep. only fed us, only mm-hmm. told us the truth, mm-hmm. only offered life. Yep. yep. You, you, you know what I'm saying? We would, yep. we would, and we do that. We do it all the time. We would rather pick our enemy over God. Now the thing, think about it like this right here, like just to like, like just to make that make more sense, because when you say people objection, people, well, I wasn't there when the Jews did it. Well, guess what? There are people who the Lord sent to your community. That um that came with the full intent of the Lord to come and bless your community with things. You know, you probably had after school programs started uh, functions where like, you know, they were teaching you skills, um, evangelism and things like that. Right. 
And and the, the first things that happened were that you would immediately reject them and kick them out of your community. This, this is not a foreign concept. Actually, like let me let me let me make it a little bit more plain. So so you're you're in public, um, you know, you're you're walking around on your day and you hear this man outside reading the scriptures from the from the Bible. What is your response? You know, I mean, I was in LA. Um, I'll never forget this man. So it was a it was a black boy, he's probably 17 years old, 17, 18 years old. He was young. And he had his own little little stand, you know what I'm saying? He had a Bible in his hand, and he was on Hollywood Boulevard, literally spitting the scriptures in the sky, like just 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 reading the scriptures. It was beautiful. Hmm. I mean, like I, I I just stood there and watched him. And my coworkers were absolutely disgusted. Why is he doing this out here? They're saying, wow, two foot, two to three feet before him is a dude in a Darth Vader costume uh, <laughs> um, taking pictures uh, illegally and then asking people for money. And they gave him money, but they wouldn't even drop a dime in his brother's um, brother's um, situation because he didn't even have anything up to even take money. He was just he was just reading the scriptures. Hmm. And I went up to him and I prayed for him. And I gave him some money. Hmm. So he can go and get something to eat. I said, go get something to eat, brother. And he said, I will after I finish this chapter. I said, yes, sir. Hmm. And, and, and I thought to myself, I was with 14 employees, PlayStation. Okay. Just because I can be candid now because we already out the severance situation. <laughs> <laughs> you're, just shaking, you're shaking out the laundry there. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, just like I, I'm, I'm done with that stuff now. I can talk about things. Um, so, you know, so it was with 14 different employees at the time. We were at E3 2015 when that joint happened. And I remember every single face and every single thing they did. When they looked at him, they looked at him with absolute disgust. And it's not foreign to hate God. It's not. It's easy. It's easy for you to hate God when you want to do what you want to do. All that boy was doing was reading scriptures. That's it. He, I mean, wasn't, he wasn't even asking him for money. The, 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 the guy, two guys before them were little. One guy that, that we passed by pulled a knife on, on now on one of our but It was like a random guy's dude refused to pay him. He was dressed up as a joker, which made it even worse. It was just like he left his joker. <clears throat> and, and, and he pulled a knife on the guy and they laughed. You know, oh man, that was, that was, that was pretty crazy. You know, da, da, da. But, but the boy who, who read the scriptures was a villain. He even pulled a knife out on you. Yeah. Stuff to consider, man. Like, like, like this, this thing is deep, yo. You, you, the, the, the hate that we have for God outside of understanding the love of Christ is so high because, because our way, we, in our own way, we have made ourselves God. And that's why the, the small factions of people like the five percenters, I'm going there, the five percenters, um, which I used to be a part of. When I was younger, um, who believe that, that only 5% of the entire population actually has awoken to be gods. The, um, you know, the movements of enlightenment in the black community, which is the conscious um, community, you know, and the things that they're teaching about the universe. I'm like, well, somebody had to create the universe, though, buddy. 
Um, the universe didn't just create itself. If you do that, then you take away a lot of the questions that scientists even are asking, like, yo, how in the world does this stuff function? Mm. Right. But 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 because of your your self infatuation, uh, as we say, you're smelling your own farts, um, <laughs> your love for that, um, because that's the love that you have in you for yourself. You refuse to see the truth. That's why when the scriptures talk about us, it says that we're already condemned because because if we don't accept the truth that's before us, that Jesus is Lord and we say that we are Lord. We have no excuse when we stand before him. Hmm. You're in these cultures that tell you to think a certain way, to do things one particular way and to do it this particular thing. And you shut your mind off and you do it. You embrace hating God, even when you think you're loving him. Because, because God called a full body of people. Like, like Julian's been sending me these, these, these um, random, you know, beautiful pictures from out of the first nations bible right the the and you can tell them more about this translation i'll just say this real quick and 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 it's so intrinsically unique and beautiful and i was like what if somebody picked up that bible and and tried to disqualify this scripture because they were not eloquent enough Mm. i mean that's that's true before i talk about the 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 uh, the first nations version of uh, of the scriptures which is a wonderful addition it's beautiful. and a tool for the tool for the body of Christ, both of folks who are of the indigenous North America, AKA Turtle Island, AKA the land of the winds. Um, not only is it a wonderful tool for those among them that, um, that will get to know Christ and those who know Christ and are walking with them, not only is it a wonderful tool for them, but it's also a wonderful tool for people who are not a part of those communities as well, that are trying to have some understanding as to how, folks who have that that history and that legacy and that and that background how how they can how they are reading the word and how they are reading the creation narrative and how they're digesting who jesus is yeah and a language that make that that uh is their that is their own and more closely aligns with their heritage and how they're experiencing the world so it's very it's it's a super valuable tool like going through that going through that translation for me at least i'm not going to speak for others allows me to be able to to see the scriptures with freshness mm. and from a different perspective and realizing man it is really important for folks to be able to translate in their own language and in their own situation how they are that's that's what the scriptures that's what it's for and so there was a uh you know a past I, i've been sending little excerpts because trevor's waiting on his copy to come in but i've been yes. sending a little excerpt <laughs> of um like even today because today is is easter it's sunday easter. it's yeah. recorded on um uh, April 7th, this episode was recorded on April 17th, 2022, so it's Easter yep. Sunday. And so I was just sending him screenshots of the resurrection as it was read in that. So if you guys haven't found it yet, I'm not going to spoil it, um, but you, you should really consider looking up. Looking tell up tell, him, who, tell him who, who published it real quick before you... Oh, and, and a varsity Press. And a varsity Press uh, worked with um, the, the Council of First Nations and others uh, to be able to come up with a thought for thought translation, but it has a lot of captions and a lot of the sides as well to try to show where they got the, f- why they arrived at the language that they did and to also give g- greater English clarity to what the phrase actually would say. And there, so it's a really great English tool um, for understanding the Bible. I mean, it's, it's really great. It's outstanding. Yeah. Uh, I also want to say just in terms of like the hatred of Jesus, the other thing in terms of like, cause hatred, I don't think it always is malevolent, angry aggression. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's indifference. Because I'm, I'm not, I'm yeah. not gonna lie, man. 
I'm not gonna suck because I, I ain't gonna be I'm gonna try not to be a hypocrite because I know I'm a hypocrite. If a, <laughs> if a Jehovah's Witness comes to my door, I'm gonna pretend like I'm not home. Oh if, yeah. If, if there's a dude, if there's a dude on the corner, like I'm I feel different things when there's folks because there's um there's there's a lot of Latinx churches in the city as well. And one thing that pre-pandemic that they used to do, they would get the um the karaoke machine on Sundays after they've had their own service and go outside in the median and, uh, you know, just be reading scriptures or doing exhortations for folks in, in Espanol for them, you know, turn their life around and stuff like that. Some days I'm just like, Oh, amen. Amen. And then other days, depending on how, what the energy is, especially <laughs> if we got like, uh, you know, if we got some Hebrew Israelites out there, but the energy is like, it's like, look, I'm going to keep moving. <laughs> if you want to stop me and have a conversation, I'm not going to be rude and be like, "Oh no, you know, no hobble I'm not. I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do you like that." But sometimes the the public declaration of anything, not mm-hmm. not just the gospel, I get a little uncomfortable. I don't know what you're on. I don't know you personally. <laughs> on a one on one basis, I'm much better about those kind of things. But I also we also have people like trying to sell us energy deals to our doors. That's something that. Mm. Folks deeper south don't have to deal with like in a rural context, people trying to trying to sell you energy deals, a yeah. better rate on your electricity and stuff. They do yeah. that all the time. So I don't answer. I knock to the door. I'm not expecting. If it's, <laughs> if, it's not, if it's not if it's not DoorDash, Grubhub, Amazon, or UPS, I'm not gonna answer. Not. And my son runs to the door too, and I'm like, no, stop that. You yeah, let, my, them, you my, let my, them let them go away. Yeah, my son did that. He, he, he like somebody's at the door. <laughs> Be quiet. We don't know them people. We don't know. <laughs> If I'm already outside, I'm going to be hospitable. I'm going to speak and all that other stuff like that. But no, like, so for me, it's been a process of learning to um, to try to see outdoor preaching on especially street preaching for what it is, as opposed to just conflating it with my thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever been the kind that's had like this anger, angry hostility in me towards folks, although I know that people have that. But I don't just because I don't feel that way doesn't make me better. So I wanted to not be a hypocrite and not say, hey. I I have legit driven by that before, feeling somewhat <laughs> uncomfortable, and kept kept it moving. I, like, I have exchanged glances with my bride before, and we just <laughs> oh green green light, we can keep going. I do, I do I do when I don't have cash on me, and we got panhandlers. I try to I try to show them some some grace, but I also be like oh no, it's it's green, it's it's green. I'm going. I do that too. So I didn't, I don't want to be that hypocrite that was like, yeah, you right, Trevor. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. People outside. Oh yeah. That's normal, man. It's like, yeah. Them weirdos. Why they get so angry? People preaching the Bible. Oh, they was disgusted. You know, I'm, no, no, no. I'd be looking. I, I, I'd be counting. I'd be, I'd be trying to like calculate like, Oh, what, what are we doing here? Like, I, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, tell, I'll be making, calculations, making calculations in my mind. Like, whoo. What are we gonna do here? We're gonna join in. We're gonna run. We're, 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 we're like, oh, I don't, I don't know you, home. Jesus is watching this. He's gonna ask me what I did with my time. So, <laughs> so <laughs> what did you do with your time? Like when that dude was at that street, at that street, like you know, what I'm saying, why, why, why you just at least rolled a window down, and gave him a good amen. Uh, but Lord, that that there was a restaurant that we had to figure out. <laughs> there was some Peruvian chicken up there that I just had to figure out that day. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's a true story. That, that is but there's also been other times where I drove up someplace, parked, got out, and I and I talked to home. Yeah. So bo- both have happened. I, I've had yeah. situations where I was brave, and other situations where I was like, 
not not today. <laughs> <laughs> not today. He looks like it looks like a fade is about to happen over yeah, there. Let's see, call, see, but, let's call but, the police, but keep going. But 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 that's that's like see, like you said, that's indifference. That's a little different to me than like literally. You there's multiple people on the street, and he this is the only one that gets vitriol. Everybody else out there is literally very dangerous to you. And I'm, I mean, seriously, on Hollywood Boulevard, once you get close to the to the um, to the Walk of Fame, hmm. there's like 15 to 20 different cosplaying people that all they do is stay there and take pictures. Hmm. And that's their source of income. And if you don't take the picture with these people, they will fight you because that is their source of income. It's like that in Vegas and uh, in L.A. Vegas has that same situation. Like when you get to like the Palazzo and um and and, and like I think it's just a CVS. They have like an Avengers Tower or something like that over there by it. Um, when you get there, like the Wynn Hotel, that area, there's a bunch of guys and girls dressed up in, t- in costumes, and they they will not let you pass by unless you are in a group and you're looking like you could jump them. Um, otherwise, they will bother you. They'll take the picture and then they'll demand money from you. But that's that's actually more acceptable. That's more acceptable than this boy who has no money bag out there. He's just proclaiming the scriptures. I just I always find that was interesting. I was like, wow. So your your case, I understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like your case, I understand yours. But 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 that yeah. that that situation, I'm talking, it was specific. It was it was a, a, a there was a vitriol in these people about this person um, because he was proclaiming the scriptures. And um, like I said, literally couple of steps away from him. No, oh, man, Darth Vader. Oh, you know, they, they were happy. But then that dude started taking pictures of them. And so they got scared. And I'm like, what y'all getting scared for? Y'all don't like Vader. <laughs> y'all want the picture with Vader. Y'all, I, I was standing in the front of the dude while he was listening to like, his quote and I saw them, like, you know, in a group kind of huddling together. What's wrong with them? You're talking, find- about, you're talking about the dude that killed children? And, yeah, and, 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 and did some spousal abuse that caused his wife to die while giving birth to his kids. That that guy. Yeah, that guy. They um they they were they were good with like posts with him. Like, yeah, the dark side. And then homeboys like dark side, these doggone pockets. You're talking about the guy that <laughs> you talking about that guy that converted 12 uh that that that, that did basically a jihad of converting, you know, 12 sisters. You know, the, to, to actually go out around and start, you know, to 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 hunt down and to murder people from his former religion. That yeah. guy? Yeah, oh. dude. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, he, he's far more acceptable. And when, when he when he pulled out his lightsaber and was like, y'all going y'all going to come out, the, um, come out the pockets. Uh, <laughs> you know, they were like, oh, oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah. The, you dude that be, the dude that chokes people that disagree with him and have him looking <laughs> crazy at meetings. That guy. Like, don't get me wrong. Darth Vader is cool. You know, he's one of the, he's one of the coolest villains of all time. But like, if we start talking about his actual actions, he killed yeah, children. He, he killed children. Like, he killed a lot of children, bro. He killed man. He choked his wife out. Not not yeah. not, not his ex girlfriend. His, no, his wife, wife. Was, who was pregnant with his twin. With his he, twin. He choked the he choked the sugar honey iced tea out of her. Yeah. With his mind. With his mind. With his mind. I mean, I'm saying like like I, I just found it very interesting. I was like, wow. You know, just the. <laughs> I was like, okay, y'all just—he's the problem. You know, the guy with the scriptures with no money bag out here for no fun, no stuff is the problem. But Darth Vader, who literally pulled a Glock out on y'all, he like he pulled out his dog say, <laughs> it was like, it's like, don't pay me this, baby. come out these pockets. 
I was like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just, just, yeah. But, so, but, but that sounds like hood politics to me, right there. Yeah, it sounds like, sound like where you from is question number one. That's what that sounded like to me. Exactly. That was like, come out those, run those pockets. That, that, that's pretty much what he did, you know. So, yeah, but I say, but that that situation to bring it all home, then you, like you really have to be careful with how you fit into the narrative of what other people consider to be the narrative. Yeah. You more than likely do not fit that narrative. And it's absolutely fine that you don't. People sometimes need, well, sometimes, most of the time people need to be challenged by your perspective. And it makes them better if they listen and they consider. I'm a contributor. I mean, I'm a, I'm a willing participant to this. Me and Julian do not think the same. <laughs> Lord knows we do not think the same. We have clashed a lot. There's been yeah. a lot of wounds. Um, you know, but at the same time, I persisted being his friend and he persisted being mine. But and that that's been even for me, honestly, trying to make him look like me. Same. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm like, why don't you do this right this way? You're like, why don't you do it this way? I'm like, screw your way. He's like, screw your way. And I'm like, well, forget you too. He's like, forget you. And we won't talk <laughs> for like a month or something like that. I'm like, hey, yo, what you cooking today? You know what I'm saying? It's just, just, just a random because it's my boy. You know, but yeah. but but it's just one of those things that like you you need this to grow. You need to be able to have those hard conversations with the person beside you, and you don't you shouldn't have to be shrouded in fear when you're having those conversations. It's very important for you to understand that you have been made intrinsically, uniquely, and just the way that you are for a reason. When you're called by Christ, and you're beautifully and beautifully and intrinsically made to be the way that you are there is no shame that you should have in being the way that you are do not dress like another person do not act like another person don't start imitating somebody that you think is cool don't imitate their voices it then becomes this weird because when people figure out what you copying because when i figured out that a lot of these black pastors were copying um pastor on frank on franklin Hmm. You don't understand how that made me feel about their authenticity. Because then I have to call the question multiple things outside of that. But I'm thinking about you. You mm. fell, you fell into groupthink because they, that dude made money. So everybody wanted to preach like this particular man. And now when you turn on the radio, most people sound just like him. If you go and listen to an old sermon by this cat and you listen to a, a pastor that's white, that's mainstream, that's black right now. You hardly hear a difference. And it's dangerous because, because, yes, you can give people the same food, but maybe the food that you've been feeding them needs more sustenance. Hmm. Oh, my. Yeah. That's shout all out to the black. Shout out to the black church, though. Like, oh, yeah. Facts. No, I love you, black guys, church, man. you guys have a yeah. Trevor don't like it when I say this, but you guys have had a magical contribution to <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to, to the to the to the. <laughs> Because it's like, because I, I like when magic, they're talking like a lot. The reason why is because, you know, magic, witchcraft and the Bible and stuff like that, trying to basically reach out, reach out into the ether, bend the elements to make it do what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about magic, not from that perspective, but in the in the perspective that it is a, it is a, a mysterious, unsearchable, unexplainable force. You don't understand it. I don't understand it, but it but it works. It works. And, and, it, and it does something in some mysterious way that benefits uh, both the, the 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 person who's drawing upon this and the people who are recipients of it, and I think that the black church, for all of its many flaws, um, it it has it has done so 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 much 
not just for the black community itself, but for um, the world, for the world, honestly, mm-hmm. for um, the world. It, 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 it like it is, it is a gift. What God did to a group of people who were oppressed by white supremacy for 400 years, um, what he did through them for the rest of the world, for theology, for mm-hmm. technology, mm-hmm. for public speaking, for mm-hmm. economics. It's mm-hmm. been an amazing contribution. So though her flaws be many. Um, she's still beautiful. She's still beautiful. And she has put something out there and hopefully she is continuing to get refined and people are, as they're discovering their authentic selves in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Authentic selves in Jesus. Yeah, make sure that the in Jesus part is in there. <laughs> <laughs> the authentic selves in Jesus. Yeah. Um, the love and, yourself, uh, the love yourself movement would have probably jumped their feet, man. Oh, yes. Love myself. Like, but, but what does that look like in, in Christ? In, in Jesus, because yeah. your authentic self by yourself with Jesus yeah. stapled on is a different authentic self in Jesus. It's, a, it's different. It's different. It's completely um, different. Yeah. But as you are discovering that in Jesus, um, you'll be able to speak out and you'll also be able to be spoken into in a really authentic way that can add to your authenticity. Don't yeah. just don't just be looking out there to challenge everybody else, but as you're out there doing what God has called you to do, you can get challenged. Absolutely. Get challenged and change your perspective and shift and grow mm-hmm. and develop and abide in the vine. Yeah. Just receive, receive that. Receive yeah. that life in the vine that you didn't put nothing into, but Absolutely. it was given to you freely. And and one and just to end it on this as well, like with the black church, I mean, like think about like you were just saying, you know, theologically speaking, the theology of, of Harlem um, inspired Bonhoeffer to stand against Hitler. The um, the theology of, um, of 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 the black church revolutionized civil rights. Hmm. The, 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 the theology of the black church um, gave dignity to people who were, who were literally jobless in Chicago. The, um, you know, like, like it stirred the hearts of people to go there and fight for their, um, for their labor rights uh, and sanitary rights. The, um, the, 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 the beauty of, of what the Lord gave to us in our suffering um, did not make us a monolith. It made us polylithic. It did, <laughs> but then the, then the danger is that from from this generation is that people have tried to make it into a monolith. I, I've said this many times to many people. I'm like Martin Luther King Jr. would not have gotten this far unless he had a system of polylithic people. He had people that were able to do things intrinsically different on for, for one cause. Yes, you know if he did not have um, Ella Baker. Um, to, to, to bankroll the civil rights movement, you know, to help him get from point A to point B, he wouldn't have gotten so far. And so, so, so the avatar of people's hope, unfortunately, should not be Martin Luther King Jr. It should be the entire movement. Yes. But, but because of the, the need to find their quote unquote Moses, when we have Jesus, um, that that desire skews the the ideas because even to today there's a there's a people in the black community that are still looking for their Moses and like we have Christ we don't need Moses he gave us the body of Christ which the body of Christ moved during the civil rights movement yes it wasn't just him okay there was lots of moving parts that that caused that to happen he was a figurehead yes but he wasn't the only one the only person. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, so like, like, but just, just remembering that there's a, there's beauty in this, but don't get it twisted. This is not something made by one person. This is a lot of people 
with a lot of parts to play that they were all doing for one cause. Keep that in your hearts when you're fighting for and fighting against injustice. You're fighting for freedoms, um, personal um, personal gains and stuff like that 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 may not be um, lined up with the word of God for your lives or for others. You, you will want to challenge in your own self before you begin to fight for them. Read what it like we were saying earlier. Read the TNCs. Um, on everything before you co-sign. There are, there are movements that you need to be reading the terms and conditions to. Read them. Know what's going on before you co-sign. It may not be what you think it is. Yeah, true indeed. Yeah. Amen so, to that. Yeah, but that's all we got. I mean, like, any final words, brother? Nah, stay, stay froggy, stay loose, stay in the Holy Spirit.